Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Thanks for being here for another week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to my voice. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone that you think would really enjoy it. Maybe you liked a previous episode. Maybe you'll really enjoy this one. Nevertheless, make sure you share the wealth and the knowledge. All I can say is you should see what I look like right now. Uh, I am recording this episode in a robe with a face mask on, no contact, so I actually can't really see much because after a whole day of wearing corrective lenses, if you don't have any kind of, you know, glasses or contacts on, doesn't matter how good your eyesight is, you're basically unable to see anything that's even right in front of you. So I'm doing this uh, in a quite the interesting way, I'd say. Yeah, I needed, you know, I needed to blend the uh, the wellness moment with the podcast moment. I had to, I had to kill two birds with one stone, as they say. My face needed a face mask. I needed some relaxation. And I needed to record this episode. So the only thing that I'm missing right now, honestly, is like a hot cup of tea, which will be my post-podcast game, so I look forward to it. Well, welcome back to another week. If you haven't yet followed me on Instagram, please do so. It's HR Tracy. Um, wow, where are we? What is this, like week 54 or something like that? I mean, I don't know. The podcast has become second nature, but at the same time, it becomes, or it, it's become Become something for me that is like always top of mind, constantly refreshing my metrics, constantly thinking about new content. And I feel like this is going to be a moment where I'm going to need to expand the HR Tracy team in order to give all parts of my life equal attention. And I know I'm not the only person to have competing priorities. Uh, and that I put myself in this situation, and I always do, but it's something that I'm thinking about. So um, I don't know really where to start, but if anyone has, you know, I don't know, a podcast that you listen to and you know that they've built out a team, or maybe you know someone who is really into social media or coordinating or something like that, I might be in the business of expanding a little team here, paid gigs only, because we know if anyone knows employment law, it is an HR person, and I will always make sure that we are compliant over on the HR Tracy squad. So anyway, let's get into the episode. This week, I want to talk to you a little bit about flexible working schedules and the demand from employees for scheduling practices that give them more notice than probably even what laws require today. So I think I've talked about this before in one of the episodes, I think it's called like Fair Work Week Law or something like that. There are states that have mandates around scheduling and 
um, specifically providing schedules to employees and that you have to provide a certain amount of notice and a certain amount of time in advance where someone receives their schedule. So that's covered, right? Like go back to that episode if you want the the uh, employment law breakdown overarching themes and just specifically or somewhat specifically why there are laws around you know a fair work week so to speak and which states specifically um, have these scheduling laws and predictable scheduling laws but today this week I really want to talk about how this you know demand from the candidate or from the employee so to speak uh, to have more predictable working schedules will probably change the face of everything, the face of employment, the face of retail, the face of, gosh, I don't know, just everything, maybe even consumerism. So like, let's break down what I'm thinking in my mind and what I've been thinking about this these past few weeks. There's this demand, as we've covered, that employees want to have more flexible and more predictable schedules when it comes to work. So what does that mean? That means they don't really want to work weekends. They want to know when they're working way in advance. They don't want it to fluctuate too much. And they want it to be flexible. They want to have off when they want to have off. And they want to work when they want to work. That is not how the majority of jobs work today. And why do I say the majority? That is because the majority of employers are employers of retail jobs. We know this, we talked about this a lot, right? And retail covers everything from food service to hospitality, potentially, even to like car sales, anything that's really, you know, buying and selling of goods, right? So when we think about the employee demand that currently exists, which there's always been that demand, but I think right now we know this, employees are the ones in charge and in the hot seat to be able to say, actually, employers are in the hot seat. Employees are in the driver's seat. So many seats to think about. Um, But employees are in the driver's seat saying, hey, employer, this is what I want. And you know what? There's enough competition that I'm going to get it somewhere. So we have that understanding. We have the breakdown of that. This demand is not new, but definitely something that, you know, because of the competition now is more competitively being discussed as, you know, like, how do we supply this demand? So we have that understanding. We have the understanding that the majority of jobs out there are in, like, the buying and selling of goods in the retail, quote-unquote, retail space. And again, retail doesn't necessarily mean, like, apparel. Um, So what this then translates for me as is that the employee is saying, well, okay, I don't really want to work weekends. I don't want to work nights. Flexible on holidays, right? So we're looking at a Monday to Friday, nine to five schedule. Well, how does how does this the sector of jobs like retail, which is driving the economy, drives jobs, how how is retail going to adapt to that type of demand? First and foremost, retail will never be able to be fully closed both Saturday and Sundays. It's never going to happen. A girl could dream that there's a a day where all businesses are closed, but it's just not going to happen because this is a free market and there will always be business owners who want to have their businesses open seven days a week, maybe even 24-7. 
And they are, especially if they're a private company, they are entitled to doing that and potentially even as a publicly traded company. So we have that understanding, but there is a way, I think, that retailers or you know business owners in general can accommodate this demand. And when I think about this, I, I call myself out. I'm calling myself out on something here. During 2020 and 2021, but it really mostly 2021, we had employees come back. This is my past role, of course, not my current role. But in my last role, we had employees who had more limited availability and uh, who couldn't come back with the same availability. And because our business needed full availability, we were at a standstill. And many people were able to make it work with us. And we also accommodated many people based on the business needs. Like, okay, maybe we can't, you know, give you Fridays and Saturdays off, but maybe we can give you every other Sunday off, right? Like there are different ways that retailers can make this work. But at any rate, it's not the easiest thing to do. And so it's typically comes down to the business needs and finding that common ground between the business and the employee. And here is where I call myself out. I think I took too firm a stance on where we draw the line with availability. Now, certainly someone who's only available one day a week on the on paper and on the surface, that's not going to work. And so I stand by the decision that I made in those cases saying, hey, this isn't going to work. Like, you know, either you're going to have to open your availability or you're going to have to resign. That's the type of conversation that comes from an employee not meeting the conditions of employment, right? So in those cases, like I stand by my decision, but I think that there were probably some instances or situations where we could have said, okay, you can only work two days a week or you can only work Monday and Wednesday. Okay, we'll make that work and we'll have to hire someone for the other days, but just know you're not going to get as many hours. Like maybe that would have been a better approach than to say it's just not going to work. But I mean, you know, it was the best decision at the time, so I stand by it. But this leads me to the point I'm trying to make that that employers and retailers can be flexible when it comes to these demands. And I think that is to say, okay, you only want to work weekends, we can hire you for weekends, and then you find someone who's willing to work Monday to Friday, making it abundantly clear that there is going to be a possibility that they're not going to be able to get more hours than X number of hours because their availability is so limited. And the same thing goes where if someone says, I can only work 10 to 2 because I'm in school, well, maybe there's a way for a retailer or a business to accommodate that and say, okay, well, we're going to hire someone else. Because actually at that rate, when someone is part-time, the cost of hiring another person and you have two happy people who have their scheduling availability and preferences met, like maybe that's better than hiring someone who's feeling like pressured to open their availability to work a number of hours they don't really want to work and then they're just going to leave anyway. I think you, it could go either way. I see both sides. But overall, I do think, or ultimately, I do think that there's probably a way to be creative But at the end of the day, if an employee has this demand that really doesn't meet the business needs and the business 
decision is to say, no, we need to have open availability, then it's either going to be the employee or the business that wins, right? It's either it's either the employee who's going to open their, their availability or it's the business that's going to find someone who does have open availability. And naturally, this is a nuance really that's only specific to part-time employment, but I imagine that there are full-timers who don't want to work Friday nights or don't want to work Sunday mornings and want to have a predetermined flexible schedule. Um, I don't know. I think that that will be a demand that we'll continue to see and employers, as they continue to make themselves more and more competitive, will begin to meet more of the demands of the employees. Do I think that there will be a 100% shift? No, but um, I, I do see some of those things probably being called into question and maybe the the status quo will be challenged a little bit more. Where I do think this could impact consumerism is in the delicate balance between the buyer and the employee or the, the client or the customer and the employee. I think about this specifically in the context of Amazon and what Amazon has done to all of us, right? Amazon has made it so that we have no patience for shipping that takes more than two days. Bottom line, if I see that shipping is going to take more than two days, I'm probably not going to continue with the items in my cart and I'm going to either find a different uh, provider or seller of that good or I'm just going to go into the store or the business if I have the opportunity to get that item myself if I just prioritize speed over convenience. Um, And Amazon has done that to us a thousand percent. I was so much more patient without Amazon or before Amazon. Now I'm the most impatient shopper ever. I do not want to wait more than two days. As a matter of fact, sometimes I don't even want to wait more than a day. And that is completely unrealistic. And I know this, right? But Amazon has created a certain level of supply that... We didn't know we were demanding, but now as consumers, we're demanding this level of service and speed. And so that means that every other business has to meet that demand because that demand is now universal. So this is the analogy I'm using for really the demand and scheduling. If employees are demanding that they you know, don't have... Um, unpredictable schedules and that they don't want to work that they don't work on weekends and they have more predictable scheduling overall then that means that businesses are going to have to operate at hours that can actually be covered by employees that are willing to work so let's say we have two employees for that are you know in a business and the business is open 10 hours a day or maybe let's say 12 hours a day and this employee A is willing to work Mondays and Wednesdays and employee B is willing to work Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Well, now you have Tuesday and Thursday that you're going to have to hire someone else for. Oh, and the catch here is that both employee A and B don't want to work past the hour of six and every candidate you're interviewing also does not want to work past the hour of 6 p.m. What does a business do? You either are understaffed, work your employees until they're tired and can't work anymore, or you change your operating hours over time. Obviously, this is not an immediate thing. You're going to look and look and look for a candidate, maybe even pay them a lot more to work longer hours just so that you keep your business open. But at some point, your 
costs in payroll and added payroll potentially outweighs the cost of actually, you know, being open. So then I can imagine a business or a business owner is going to say, you know what, I'm just going to stay open Thursday through Monday. And I'm going to ask that person who wants to work Monday and Wednesday if they can work on Thursday instead, or maybe it's like a Wednesday through Sunday and Monday and Tuesday are the new weekends, or whatever that looks like, right? I could see, and obviously this is a super extreme example because I don't really know many people that would only want to work Friday through Sunday, but you get, hopefully you get what I'm saying that I could see businesses actually changing the way they operate. Another example of this for me is Black Friday and like the Thanksgiving schedule. In retail, especially, people know if you're in retail, you are working every holiday. And if you expect to be off for a holiday, you shouldn't be in retail. The only time that I haven't worked a holiday in retail was when I moved to corporate. And even still, you're working. Like there's something going on that you're needed for. So anyway, um, my point here with the Thanksgiving example is that in the U.S., Black Friday is the day after the American holiday of Thanksgiving. So you have Thanksgiving and Black Friday is the next day. And historically, retailers especially will open on Thanksgiving night. So let's say Thanksgiving schedules start at 2 p.m. That's what I remember from my Target days. Employees started getting to the store between 1 and 2 o'clock. The doors would open later that night and they would stay open overnight into Black Friday and not close until the end of the day on Black Friday. So you have more than a 24-hour period of time where that business is open. Now, naturally, not every retailer is in this situation, but especially in the bigger businesses, you have this. But in recent years, there have been companies who say, hey, we're not going to open at all on Thanksgiving because their employees are demanding that they get Thanksgiving as a paid holiday off, just off. And actually, I've heard of employees saying, I don't even need to get paid. Just give me that day off and we'll come in on Black Friday. And naturally, there are all of these like pros and cons. Like, do you waste? Do you lose money? Do you actually save money? Do you like, do you make more money? Like, what does that, you know, all in general, like there are so many different um, perspectives. And I think at one time there were some retailers, like big businesses that tested this theory of like opening later and later and seeing if they made the same amount, if not more, you know, comparable at least to previous years. And I think Target did something like that too, where they opened later on Thanksgiving night or Thanksgiving day. Um, but this is, a, to me, a good example of how employee demand can drive the change in business or business owners' behavior. Um, and I do think this Thanksgiving um, topic, I think that's actually low-hanging fruit. I'm surprised that there isn't more demand and expectation from employers, especially this year, to remain closed on Thanksgiving. So we'll see how that pans out. But so far, it seems like every major retailer is going to be open on Thanksgiving leading into Black Friday. But to me, that would be the most obvious win for employees. Um, but I also know even from my own experience, I enjoyed working going into Black Friday. And on Black Friday, there's like something very exhilarating about it. But anyway, I digress. These are all analogies to help you understand what has been going through my mind around how employee demand drives or drives change really in in business. So that's 
that's that. I'm going to tie that up neatly with a bow and say, I do think that we will see demand for that. Um, and ultimately probably see a supply, meaning like a meeting the employee demand in the middle from employers. I do think employers will end up changing their behaviors and expectations in order to remain competitive and to be, you know, quote unquote, ahead of the curve when it comes to predictable, truly predictable scheduling. So the other thought that I had on this is the way that we use technology in the HR space for predictable scheduling. And there are so many companies that don't have built out or thoughtful scheduling functions. And there are so many tools out there. Um, I've mentioned on this podcast before that Legion is an example of a workforce management tool where I believe they just get it right. And uh, I've worked with them now for like, I guess, two years. I don't work with them anymore because I'm in a new company, but they're an amazing tool that really provides employers with an opportunity to give transparency and really very flexible preference-based schedules to their employees. And so there are tools, there is technology out there that gives employees what they want while also maintaining the business needs for the business. So if you are a business owner or you're an HR leader or you're in a in an operational role where you can like look at helping to support policies or changes in an organization or a business to improve or meet improve on these things but it really meet employee demand and expectation, I highly suggest that you look into technology. Um The beauty of Legion, for example, and other workforce management tools is that they leverage AI and and machine learning. So when you have AI, which is artificial intelligence and machine learning, you're entering or supplying data to a computer system, basically, that will crunch the data for you and do all of the heavy lifting so that you as the manager or the person who is leveraging the tool can focus mostly on what your team needs and making sure that your business is covered, but it's really almost like an audit versus an actual creation. So when you think about the time savings and you know the, the compliance check and all of the things, all of the guesswork that's taken out of that process, it makes just life easier in general. And technology in the HR space allows employees, again, not only just the visibility, but it really gives them Um, the ability to provide preferences. Like when you have a tool like a workforce management tool, employees provide their availability, they provide their preferences, and then it's through machine learning and AI that the schedule or the, you know, yeah, the schedule is created so that you can say to your employee, hey, you know, the more accurate your preferences are and the more open your schedule is, your availability is, actually the better your schedule will be because you're going to have the opportunity to have more hours and potentially during like peak times, for example. So there's so many ways and reasons as to why technology, I think in this space uh, of HR is really going to change the way that businesses, again, look at this, this employee expectation. And I do think that this is going to only become a bigger topic because we have learned through COVID, thanks to COVID, that People, employees are human beings and they have lives and they want to have lives outside of work and they want what they want when they want it. And so I do think that this is going to continue to be a trend. We shall see how it all plays out. 
but these were things that I was thinking about these last few weeks that I just had to kind of blurt out and get out there. So I hope that you are at least thinking a little bit differently about this, especially if you're a hiring manager or in HR. Think outside the box when it comes to things that like in most cases are kind of rigid. Like usually schedules feel so rigid because they're there are compliance requirements and employee preferences and business needs and all these other things that make it feel like you don't have a lot of creativity. But technology gives us the opportunity to really expand on what exists and to make the process creative but also collaborative. So that is where I'm going to leave it for this week. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have thoughts on this, if you have questions, if you want to hear more about anything that I've talked about today, or if you have an idea for a future topic for an episode, please reach out to me. Again, follow me on Instagram at HRTracy. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you next week.